Welcome to Draycott Diaries Documentaries. We are taking the opportunity to revisit the shop to find out how things have changed since it opened as a community effort on December the 1st. Nobody expected the Covid to hit and it's obviously had an impact on the community. So we wanted to know how it has affected the shop and indeed how we are going to feel about it all in the future. We pick it up halfway through a Skype call. I'm afraid the quality is a bit haphazard as we were speaking in a group at about, was about eight of us and we were all at a distance from each other, obviously. Hope you enjoy. Tonight we've got Tim Cook, got Jackie Meldon, got Jacqueline Kaguzu, and we have Rachel Chard and Phoebe Bright. Uh, who are all with us this evening and as I said we're doing this remotely because we're in tricky times. So first of all Tim the shop opened am I right on December the 1st? It did yes we've been open for about four months now. And how is it going generally before Covid hit? I think we had an amazing start actually the support we had from the community in initially doing the setup with raising the funds doing the share offering Absolutely fantastic team of people doing the DIY SOS, which was just an amazing success. Loads of people involved in doing that. So massive thank you. And then our first core team of volunteers who came to support the shop in the way of actually working on a day to day basis. And of course, appointing our wonderful new office manager or uh, shop manager, Leonie, who's just been a brilliant, brilliant start to everything that we've done. So, yeah, very happy until COVID-19. And that must have hit very hard. Maybe I'll hand over to the rest of the team now. How did it, did you know it was coming? Did you have to take measures in advance or were you just basically crisis managing as it hit you? Jackie, I think you're the one. You're the one that was there most in the beginning, weren't you? I think we've had to manage it as we've gone to some extent and well and try to be proactive in terms of procedures, how many customers we can have in the shop, how many staff we can have in the shop, cleaning procedures, rigorous cleaning procedures, maintaining distancing in a space, um, those sort of challenges. So I'd like to think we've, we've always you know been ahead of it but just like everybody else in the country, we've had to, to react as well at the moment. Initially, when this all broke, obviously our main concern was the fact that so many of our core volunteers were uh, in an age group that were going to have to think about self-isolation. Yeah. Um, and so, to be fair, we actually had an amazing team set up and Jackie and I and, and the rest of the group had only just almost congratulated ourselves with the fact that we now had a, a machine that was working brilliantly and as we'd hoped and then Covid hit and we very literally overnight over a week anyway lost 90% of the volunteers or had to ask 90% of those volunteers to to no longer come and work in the shop for their own safety so we then had to embark on a whole new recruitment drive which Phoebe was uh, instrumental in in trying to get people that are now not able to work in their normal jobs to to come to the rescue really which and I'm, and they have you know which has been it, we lost our core core weekday volunteers most of them so it, it's been amazing how the youngsters and people who can't go into work have stepped up it's been just brilliant um, and we've adjusted as well haven't we Tim and 
participated in everything, you know, by also creating some new roles that can be done outside of the shop as well. For example, diverting the telephone and um, having a few shifts that people can do on their own because people do want to still be involved, but it, but it's difficult at the moment. And you set up a delivery system, is that right? So that people who are isolating can still get supplies. How is that working? I think Lenny could answer. Lenny's with us as well. Oh, he's, Lenny. He's our manager. Lenny, I'm so sorry. I didn't introduce you at the beginning. Lenny Hello. Handley, a very warm welcome to Draycott Diaries documentary. So, yes, um, would you give us a little bit of a steer on that, Lenny, about how, you know, you've gone from just, uh, you know, it's been staggering having kind of done the turnaround, made the community shop active, now having got COVID and now building in on top of everything else, all the stuff you've got to do, you are also doing deliveries. So um, please tell us a little bit about that, Lenny, if you would. The uh, delivery group that Phoebe was instrumental in um, setting up, we put a shout out on there for deliveries, but we also have the phone diverted to one of the volunteers um, until one o'clock uh, in the afternoon. And so the people phone through to one of the volunteers who's in their own homes and they have a wish list that they can pick off that went out to every household in the two villages and they effectively give their wish list over and then it comes through to the shop and we can pick what we have in the shop and do our best to fulfill that wish list and then um, we call back for payments and then it gets delivered and really we're delivering that afternoon if possible and it's going really it's going it's going quite well isn't it very well to get um, a slot with us than it is with tesco's or ricardo yes it is. that <laughs> is free <laughs> um Lenny, can i just come back to you about yeah. something i am very aware that um i'm lucky i've got a garden and i've got plenty to do but are you getting a sense at all through the phone of people particularly ordering deliveries. Do you get a sense at all of people's mental health being affected at all by this thing that's sort of been thrown at us? Because a lot of people are, you know, we're a fantastic community, but a lot of people are on their own at the moment. Do you get a sense of that through the phone? Yeah, so a lot of people also like a chat on the phone when they phone for deliveries. I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure. People who come into the shop also like a chat, but that's not quite the same as, as people who are isolating. They, they also show their appreciation a lot on the phone. Everyone says that we're doing a great job and how appreciative they are. But, yeah, I think people do like a, a chat on the phone as well, I think. Um, it's nice to, to speak to someone else, I think, when you're isolating. I think I think on that point, it's another reason why it's quite nice to involve volunteers who, who are perhaps isolating, because we want to give the people that phone in as, you know, the time they deserve. And therefore, you can concentrate on taking the phone call without trying to serve in the shop at the same time. So that was like some, yeah, go on, off site, wasn't it? So that we yes. involved a lot of volunteers and yes. that rush that we felt we needed to yeah, get through to the next order. Well, some, some of the people um, who are isolating come in very early in the morning as well, when the yeah. shop's fairly quiet. That, that's another workaround. And, and, we, and we put the newspapers outside so that a lot of, a lot of people don't have to even come into the shop. Mm. That's another procedure that we've kind of brought in. 
I think that's actually been a really good one, hasn't it? So a lot of people yeah. are saying that don't really want to mix with somebody in the shop can literally, if they've pre-ordered their papers, we put them outside, they can come and just collect them and go, which, is, which has been great. But I think mm-hmm. it's also the fact that people are able to come to the shop and feel it's a, probably a safer environment than trying to go into Wells or Tesco's or something like that. It feels a bit more controlled and it gives them that lifeline and also a mission for the day. So some of the people that are essentially self-isolating but need to go out for a short walk can do so just to pop up to the shop, see a friendly face, get a loaf of bread and go home in comparative safety rather than having to try and brave a trip further afield. I mean, what goes through my mind is that we very nearly wouldn't have had a shop if it hadn't been for you guys. I mean, we didn't know this was going to happen. You have supplied a lifeline to the community. Not only that, but now everything has been thrown at you. And I mean, it is just uh, it is staggering what you've all achieved. And on Thursday night, when we all clap, I always look down the road to the community shop and clap all of you because you are part of what is keeping everybody going. I'm going to just call out to Rachel and Phoebe now, if you can hear me. All right, guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're still here. Yeah, we're still here. How does um, how do you all feel about it? I mean, I know that you're all incredibly busy with everything that you're doing with the shop, but you must all have your quiet moments. You're all got families and stuff. How are you all feeling? I'm really lucky, actually. I feel we're really lucky in our little bubble of Draco, not having to think too too much into it. I try not to watch too much news or look into it too much because it can be quite overwhelming. But in our little bubble of Draycott, we have our daily walk in the sunshine and pop to the shop and get our essentials and enjoy the garden more and slow a pace of life. And I feel like we're the lucky ones here, really. Yeah, I agree. It's lovely. I agree. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I've got got no guests. You know, I've got no one here. It's lovely. I can take the dogs out. you know, it's, it's been, and I'm with going back to the people on the phone. A lot of them are elderly that have been through the war, and you can understand how they felt with rations and stuff like that. You can't get certain things, and I tell my husband off for using two tins of beans instead of one. You know, it's, it's all that sort of thing. <laughs> so, how do we feel then, guys, um, going forward? I mean, Tim was saying that you are all meeting much more at the moment because there's quite a lot to sort out. Um, maybe Jacqueline could tell us a little bit about that. Why? What is? What are you firefighting at the moment, Jacqueline? Yeah, just bringing in extra procedures and things to do, and working out and finding new places to get things. Yeah. You know, if we can get eggs from somewhere, then we can get them from somewhere else, and that. But it all adds extra work for the group to do that. So. It, Go on, hasn't if, if finding yeah finding our egg supplier our flower supplier oh. our supplier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I I understand that. Well, guys, I'm going to let you get on because I know that you're you're really really busy and you need to get on with your meeting. But if you um, had a platform which you do have now, what would you like to say? Well, first of all, I think we should also say, guys, that I know that there are also other volunteer groups in the village two who are setting up I think there's some people who are kind of going to get medicines and and various other things so I think I think there is a, a fantastic pulling together and I'm that I'm very proud of to be part of that community but what would you guys like to say to the village now what would you like to say to people who are 
sitting in their own in their own homes at the moment and to your volunteers and um this is your moment thank you yeah i would say thank you very much to all the volunteers for all for all they put in yeah which is we, we couldn't do it without volunteers it's as simple as that and also thank you to the customers through coming in as, and you know because we need them to come in and buy stuff in the shop and for sticking with us and please you know please keep coming keep in coming after in. all this as well yeah i i guess i feel very lucky to be part of the village shop and to feel that it is becoming such a hub of the community anyway and that through this situation it's become more so and not a day goes past that i don't get stopped by somebody at some point to say thank you for something that the village shop has done for them or that as the community um, somebody has done for them and I think that's just that's fabulous and I feel really lucky that we're we're part of that and that we live where we live and I think hopefully the positives that will come out of this is that as a as a group and as a village will be even stronger and I feel as if I've made new friends and a lot of people have made new acquaintances and friends during this process because everybody has just slowed down a little bit and is prepared to have a quick chat on their walk around the block and that's definitely a silver lining through this well it won't go on forever that's the other thing it's very hard isn't it to to feel the positive when you know, a lot is going on but i think the reality is it won't last forever we will see the other side of it yeah hopefully we've just got to stay as safe as possible at this time and we'll party afterwards <laughs> i just feel blessed to live somewhere like draycott mm. you know it's such a great community and we're so lucky aren't we yeah do, do you feel we're all i mean do you feel we're at war no 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 no, no. It's, it's something that nobody's experienced before really in our generation anyway no um, does it frighten you rachel no 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 and obviously um if I was in Bristol or, you know, it'd be a bit different, I think. But I think I feel very safe when I come into the shop and I'm just, I'm just happy to be part of it and glad to be part of it and doing doing a little bit that I can. I feel more scared for my family. They are in more dangerous places. Um, my sister's got severe health problems. That's more scary. Mm. So I feel more scary for people I know than I do for myself. Yeah, I think that's I think that's well said, Jacqueline. And um, strange times, strange times. Guys, I'm going to let you go now. But uh, before I... you go, Tiggy, and yes. before you just close out, yeah. could I just um, just mention um, that as another thing in the background that we've been working on, as we were saying about having to come up with new ways of being ahead of the curve, and we have developed a new website that will be going live next week that will actually mean that people will be able to place an order via the website in the same way as you would do with the Tesco's or something. And again, we'll then be able to deliver it or potentially have a click and collect type option. So I just maybe people uh, who are internet savvy want to check that out. It's also got you know, everything that was on the website originally to do with the um, DIY SOS, etc. And we are, yeah, so by all means come and visit that, which is just Drake Ock communityshop.net and check out what's going on there really guys it's been far too much fun i do want to finish off to say i'd like to say thank you as part of the community i've got many many friends who have been just amazing 
you guys are holding us all together. And just to say on Thursday, when everybody's clapping, we are also clapping for you. So thank you all very, very much. And thanks for your time this evening. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to leave the call now. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye -bye. You've just been listening to Draycott Diaries Documentaries, recorded by myself, Tiki Trethowan. The editor was Rob Elliott, and music was arranged by Hugh Trethowan. <laughs>